Hey kid, do you want to watch a movie filled with fun, enigmatic characters that you're familiar with doing absolutely nothing? No, why, why, why would I want to do that? You're, no, I, no. Too bad, get in the van. You ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go. Hi, welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. And we're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Yep. <laughs> so in case you didn't read the title of this episode... <laughs> I feel like we say that every time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whatever. Does it matter? Nothing matters after we watch this movie. That's right. <laughs> this this was Brennan's choice. Mm-hmm. And we watched Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Why did you pick this movie, Brennan? Ooh, that's an interesting story. You see, it's summertime, and during the summer I really like to watch The Next Generation. I don't know, because I'm bored and it's really good. It's yeah. top-tier TV. I'm like, hmm, should do something Star Trek on the podcast. Oh, we could do like the Wrath of Khan or even the motion picture, you know, something good. I'm like, no, what's the worst one? Oh, <laughs> that one where they meet God or whatever. I hadn't even seen the movie. This is my first time watching it. Okay. And I just knew it was not going to be any good. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, this movie almost killed the franchise. Oh, really? Yes. So you're not far off with your thoughts of this being the worst one. I believe that it's widely considered not good. Do you think it's the worst? E- I don't know. Insurrection is pretty bad. I don't like, yeah, I don't like Insurrection at all. That one's just, this one has product of its time, I guess, going in its favor for not being the worst. But at the same time, when this movie came out that summer, it literally, you had movies like Batman 89 come out. <laughs> you had Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Wait, what year was this? 1989. Yeah, 89 was a great year. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that came out. UHF. Godzilla versus Biollante. <laughs> Unfortunately, UHF got crushed by th- for the same reasons, but much better movie. Yeah. So yeah, we're doing that. Um, I guess we should watch the trailer or listen to it. Let's listen to the trailer. Or we could do neither and then just claim that we did. Well, it's for the dongle. A strange force has entered the galaxy. The future of mankind is at stake. It could only mean one thing. Greetings, Captain. Spock. I do not think you realize the gravity of your situation. The vacation is over. Now, the 
the crew of the Starship Enterprise. Enterprise, are you ready? Is taking adventure where it has never gone before. What are you standing around for? Do you not know a jailbreak when you see one? From the mind of a madman. Hostile force has taken control of our vessel. Mr. Solo, full ahead. Through the center of the galaxy. You know we'll never make it through the Great Barrier. To the final frontier. Fascinating. How often have you done this? Actually, it's my first attempt. Fire the rockets! You never cease to amaze me. Nor I myself. This is the boldest trek of all. Warp speed now. Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Mr. Scott, you're amazing. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Wow, what did you think of that trailer, Brennan? Uh, sure was cool. <laughs> did it get you excited? Oh, it got me pumped. <laughs> Too bad you already watched the movie, so you know it's yeah, a disappointment. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> so, according to IMDb, Star Trek V: The Final Frontier, Captain Kirk and his crew must deal with Mister Spock's long-lost half-brother, who hijacks the Enterprise for an obsessive search for God at the center of the galaxy. Well, we're done. Yep, that was the that was everything. That's everything that happens. <laughs> this was directed by William Shatner. And uh, the story is by William Shatner, too. Starring William Shatner. (laughs) Yes, starring William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, James Doohan, Walter Koenig, Nichelle Nichols, George Takei, or Takei, I don't know. Email us. How about that? (laughs) I mean, David Warner is in this. I don't know. Does it matter? (laughs) (laughs) well go ahead and uh give us the rundown of this movie okay dude is in desert weird guy walks up to him and is like i can see your problems he's like cool i'm gonna follow your cult now (laughs) um it that they're on nemesis three no nimbus they're on nimbus three which is the planet of galactic peace it is a complete wasteland there is a most icely style um town bunch of bars and grimy stuff so a weird guy and all of his followers go in where there's for some reason a meeting between the klingons um what else was there i don't know so you have a human Mm -hmm. a klingon and then the romulan lady shows up yeah because this is supposed to be like it's in the neutral zone it was meant to be a place where they could all kind of work together yeah and meet up I don't know. It's a wasteland. Yeah. Obviously, they could not do anything with this planet. They didn't terraform it or anything. So it's just a poop hole. So they, all these like weird cult people and the leader, they they hold all these leaders captive. Um, and the leaders are like, our governments are gonna, our armies are gonna show up and they're gonna save us. And he's like, I'm counting on it because all he wants is a starship. First off, there's some issues already. He needs a starship. Is there not one on the planet? How did the leaders get here? One of some of them just arrived, like the Romulan, just arrived to the planet. I mean, she might have been beamed down, but at the same time, there's still going to be a starship there. Were they just going to leave her? You know, there should always be like one patrolling. You know, yeah. Generally, like any time in Star Trek, 
somebody gets dropped off, usually they hang out for a while. Yeah, they're just in orbit. They don't just like drop somebody off and they're like, bye. Yeah. But anyway, so then we cut to like the the crew of the Enterprise and Kirk is rock climbing. That's not Kirk. It's not Kirk. <laughs> not Kirk climbing at Yellowstone. Um and there's a lot Yos- of shots. Yosemite. Yeah, that's right. It's just so many shots of this not Kirk climbing. Yeah. It couldn't be more obvious because it's like you never see his face. Yeah. And then you finally see his face and it's clearly just him pasted in. They, I think they built like a, just a chunk. Yeah, just a little rock face. That was like lower and they just filmed there. Um, so he's like hanging on or whatever and then Spock flies up to him on flying shoes. Talks to him <laughs> about, you have to be the rock, you have to. Start giving him advice. I do like during this part when they cut down to Bones look into the binoculars, and he's like, he's crazy. I just want him to relax. Yeah. I did enjoy that. Because Bones is, like, the best part of this movie. He usually is the best part. Yeah, Bones <laughs> is great. all the characters. I think he's my favorite. So anyway, um, Kirk, Kirk falls off the, the cliff face, and then Spock flies down and catches him. And there's just this terrible blue screen shot of Kirk falling. Yeah, it's that's, so bad. The actual stunt guy falling, yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, like that was a world record. Oh, was it really? Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, Kirk is caught right before he hits the ground or whatever. Somehow his heart didn't explode in fear because he's so awesome. Why would so it? So cool, yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to um the new Enterprise being built. Because I assume in the last one it blew up. I don't know. I haven't seen that one. Oh, you you never watched the third one? No. They didn't have one in... No, it was the Journey Home. It was the Journey Home. That was... The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home, whatever. Yeah, and that one and that one they had a Klingon Bird of Prey that they had commandeered at the end of the search for Spock. Oh, so they didn't have an Enterprise? No. Anyway, the new Enterprise is being built. Scotty's on there fixing the darn thing, and it's just falling apart. <laughs> Nothing's working on it. I did enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, it was a fun little detail that I feel they could have taken advantage of later it never in the gets movie. Brought up. Yeah, and it's just there for gags, I guess. But yeah, um, so they get like a red alert or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, it's just a malfunction." Then um, Ahura walks in. Ahura. Ahura. Yeah, Ahura walks in, and she's like, "Oh, it's you know, this isn't a drill or whatever." Checks it. Oh no. All these guys are being held captive on Nimbus 3. You guys need to get there immediately. And she's like, but we don't have an operating ship. And they're like, too too bad, I guess. <laughs> you know, Starfleet has like hundreds, if not thousands of ships. Plot. In duty. And they pick the Enterprise without its crew even active. And without the Enterprise even being fully functional to save these, what I assume are very important leaders. Or just people in general. Come yeah. On. <laughs> it's, um, it's a distress call. You know, I'm sure there's like a million ships in that sector they could just send, but oh no. So they start rounding up all the members and stuff that are vacationing. And this is another weird thing too, is that like, you see, um, was it Chekhov and Sulu? Yes. Yeah, they're they're walking around, they're like lost, and Sulu's like, oh, I believe we're lost. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, they get picked up. But then it cuts to um, Spock, Kirk, and Bones, and it's just nighttime, and they're telling stories. I mean, yeah, they didn't have their transmitter on them, but... Okay, so get this. 
<laughs> when I was looking up stuff about this movie, Sulu and Chekhov were at Mount Rushmore, right? And they had a shot that they were going to do that showed Mount Rushmore, and there was going to be a new president added, and you'll never guess who it was because they never, they have yet to exist. It was a black female president. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. That but, is pretty awesome. So it kind of stinks that that didn't make it in. But you know what? At the same time, I'm like, eh, Mount Rushmore, who cares? Yeah, it's stolen land anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool feat of sculpture, but at the same time, what are we doing? It probably looked really cool before it had a bunch of heads on it. Yeah. Most of those guys were slave owners anyway. Oh. Mm. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but that was just kind of weird. They don't explain that they're anywhere else. It was just weird. Um, It was confusing. That's kind of how this movie is, though. It's kind of chunky with its yeah. storytelling. And I know that it was supposed to be longer, and they did cut some stuff out, but... Ugh. Yeah. I, um, I do like the part where they're all just sitting around the campfire. They're trying to get Spock to sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. And it's just fun character stuff, you know? Yeah, these guys have been acting together so long that it feels very natural. Yeah. Their banter Mm -hmm. and the degree that they know these characters is, it shows. Mm -hmm. Anytime, like, they're kind of hanging out, it's it's always like you're engaged. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's a dumb scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, row, row, row your boat. They act like, oh, how do the lyrics, like, they're playing it up because... I mean, I suppose it's an ancient song by that point. And they're all drunk, too. Yeah, that is true. They still sell it. Yeah, I really like that scene. And then they get all philosophical about death. And Kirk's like, well, I wasn't afraid to die because I know that I'll die alone. They're like, oh. (laughs) Well, you know, if if he'd had, like, hit that rock, he still would have been alone. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. (laughs) And he ends up not dying alone anyway, so... Kind of weird thing to set up because he ends up just falling off of a cliff <laughs> and dying that way. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that movie someday. Like a, a railing or whatever it, it was. It was on like a little, like, he has a piece of like catwalk that gave way. Yeah. And he just falls off. <laughs> it's so yeah, dumb. Yeah, that movie's not even, like, that's another stinky one. Yeah, that's another really bad one. Generations is bad. But anyway, so Hura comes. And picks him up, so they're on the ship, and uh, Kirk is, like, in, like, flannel, you know, and he's, like, taking off his flannel, and he's putting on, like, the Starfleet uniform, and his shirt just says, go climb a rock. I thought it was pretty dumb. <laughs> and he has, like, jeans on. I can't handle the the blue jeans wearing in this. I mean, sure, they could have blue jeans in the future. Mm-hmm. That's not the problem, but they're clearly Levi's. <laughs> They're <laughs> like branded jeans. It's a good brand. It's lasted I mean, a while. Hundreds of years now. Yeah, but in their society, I don't think like brand names, it's not really a thing. Nobody. Well, I mean, just... I'm sure there is. I just don't. I think we've only really seen a lot of Starfleet, so we've only yeah, really that's seen. that's true. I guess. I'll concede to that. I'll pipe down on my <laughs> hatred of blue jeans in Star Trek. I do like this, though, where Kirk's like, look, we have a skeleton crew. The ship is falling apart. I'm going to need all of you guys to, like, help out. Like, we need to get this thing up and running. Go save these people. I want to go back to vacation. Um, Yeah, then they they get to the planet. 
They get to Nimbus 3. They're getting chased down by Klingons, or they're trying to beat the Klingons to the planet. Yeah, because there's a Klingon ship that has also picked up the distress signal, but I don't get what's the big deal. It's in the neutral zone. Yeah. What I don't get. I really don't understand the conflict other than Klingon's bad. Yeah, it's really dumb. Also, they show the Klingons blowing up the Voyager probe. <laughs> They're like, oh, we locked onto this space junk, and they blow it up. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, hmm, okay, well, the current speed of the Voyager probe, because I think that was Voyager 2. I don't know, they look similar. Um. Oh, I don't remember which one it's supposed to be. But anyway, whatever year it is, Voyager probe wouldn't be that far away. It would definitely be in Federation space. Oh, totally. There's no, absolutely no way any of the Voyager probes have made it past into the neutral zone. So it's pretty dumb. Anyway, but yeah, they get to Nimbus 3 and they have to like sneak on and it's a weird scene of Uhura is like naked on a hill. Dancing with feathers. Dancing with feathers so that they can distract all these like thug guys away from their normal earth horses. No, they have horns. Yeah. Forgot. <laughs> and green paint put on their 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 hair. Poor animals. I will say this though. Uhura, she's still looking foxy though. But you know what? At the same time, I also never needed to see that. Yeah. They never explain how they came up with their plan. And I just imagine Kirk being like, Uhura, you get naked and distract them. Here's the thing. Just being a woman would be distracting enough. Yeah. She's, she's she singing and dancing. Yeah, she literally could have been up there and like, hey, guys. And they all would have been like, ooh. Well, it's a lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and it doesn't matter anything. So they go into the city and they're fighting. And then the, the cat lady gets thrown on the, the, <laughs> the water pool table. And it's, <laughs> and it's stupid. Let's talk about that cat lady for a second. Cat lady? A cat lady is so dumb. So this movie came out before Total Recall. Oh, really? Yeah. So that first three-breasted woman, it looks like the same appliance, though. Yeah, it did look similar. At least, like, the cleavage did anyway, because it's Star Trek, and they're not actually going to show nipples. I thought she was stupid. She was really dumb. But anyway, so... <laughs> Wait, I'm not done Oh, no, you're not done? <laughs> Clearly William Shatner, that's a part that had to come from him writing it of, like, sexy cat lady gets on top of me, and she's got her legs wrapped around me, and I gotta fight her for a while. It's one of the weakest <laughs> fights I've ever seen, but just the fact that he just tosses her into the actual pool table. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what four inches of water and she's just dead because <laughs> she hit the water yeah is that a thing stupid so anyway um cybok comes out oh yeah that's his name cybok it's the weird cult leader guy and he's like i want to steal your ship and he obviously has a connection with spock somehow spock knows him anyway so they take a transporter up and there's a scene where they need to get into the shuttle bay but they can't because the Enterprise's shields are up and they need to, in order to activate the tractor beam, their shields have to be down. But there's that Klingon bird of prey that's cloaked somewhere in the area. So if they drop their shields, well, then the bird of prey is just going to shoot the Enterprise and they're all going to die. Um, so, like, what do they do? So Sulu ends up having to manually pilot the shuttle into the shuttle bay, which 
that makes sense. But for some reason, they act like it's a super dangerous thing. Like, this is... Oh, how many times have you done this? And Sue was like, this is my first time doing this. And it's like, really? You guys never trained for this? Yeah, and they play it off as he's not joking. Yeah. And I'm like, no, there's no way Sulu... Sulu would never do that. docked a shuttle sulu even, in, could even make, in a simulation sulu could make the trench run if he wanted to <laughs> like sulu is good and you're telling me they never ever ever landed a shuttle without a tractor beam that we we make way more complicated docking procedures right now with our technology <laughs> like since when is this harder and they fly in at super fast speeds and, and they, they they knocked the nacelles off that shuttlecraft too yeah which is hilarious. That that little bit just looks goofy and wrong. Yeah, those nacelles should be leaking radiation, too. That should be an issue. <laughs> well, let's take a break, and we'll listen to a promo from another podcast. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about Giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I'm Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right, we have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north, Simon lives across the world, Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. So anyway, um, the Enterprise goes to warp and there they get away and everyone's all knocked out. And then, except for Kirk and um, Cybok, and they get into a little tussle over this pipe gun. And uh, Cybok's got him in like a chokehold and Spock comes out and picks up the gun. And Kirk's just like, shoot him! (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, Kirk. Slow down, buddy. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand this whole plot of they've got like a shuttle filled with just a couple guys. They don't have all the cult members. Yeah, it's like just a few. It's just a a couple guys. And those world leaders. And I can get that they could, you know, take the small away crew captive. Yeah. I get that. I get that they can get on the ship. And I get that the ship is running on a skeleton crew, but you gotta be crapping me that there's no way nobody sees what's going on in the shuttle bay and that there's no security on board. Yeah, and and um, Scotty even sees everything happening. Cuts to him and he's looking down at the shuttle bay. Grab a phaser. Set it to stun. Set it to kill. I don't care. Do something. He could easily have just opened up that door and just knocked out Cybok right there. That's the only weapon they have on the, that they have, is that pipe gun. 
Yeah. It's not going to do anything. That might even just malfunction and explode in his hands. <laughs> you never know. I think this whole this whole thing of them taking over the Enterprise is... It's so hokey. It's so outlandish that they're able to pull it off. There's no way. I would have to say there's so many episodes of people trying to pull something like this off. And episodes are just... Oh, yeah. Or just somebody coming aboard a starship. And it doesn't matter. Oh, I can't... My mind is racing with how many episodes where something yeah. similar to this has happened on a show. One of my favorite episodes, Power Play from Next Generation, a few a few characters are taken over by like the evil spirits of a crashed um, Federation ship, and they like they're holding a bunch of people hostage in like that that dining area or whatever, mm-hmm. and they do the craziest thing to get those those hostages out. They think about it a lot, and they do, like, really smart things, and they get all hostages out free and everything. It's really cool, and you get to this, and some guys... They just go with it. Yeah. Because story... Like, it's not really well thought out. This whole movie. So, um... <laughs> Spock, Kirk, and Bones are put in a in a cell, and they're trying to escape, but they can't escape. And then they hear Morse code, and what does it say? Like, get back or stand back? Yeah, stand back. They stand back and um, Scotty blows open the like three millimeter <laughs> thick wall. Yeah, they they made such a big deal about how it was supposed to be inescapable. And I'm like, all I see is like some light bars staggered in the front. Even on the old show, I think they would just have lights around it and they'd be like, oh, force field, you can't see it. They did that in the in the J.J. Abrams movies. That's literally what they did. They just have lights around the door, and they're like, can't walk through that. Yeah. That's all you need. I I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, so then they're, like, cruising around in all those Jeffree's tubes. So Scotty's like, oh, go this way. You can get to the bridge or whatever. Um, And then he turns around and walks away and just, he's like, I know this ship like the back of my hand or whatever. And then he hits his head on, on, like, this cross beam. And knocks himself out. And I thought, I laughed because it was such a dumb joke. The way the camera like pans out comedically. Yeah. It was really dumb. But then it, it actually makes an impact to the plot because he's captured because of that. Yeah. And they, they assume that he was just knocked out by Kirk and the guys. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, this the interiors of the sets and everything for the Enterprise were done by the same designer for Next Generation. That's why, like, the, the tubes look kind of similar. Yeah. Like, there's a aesthetic to them. And also, like, the bridge is kind of set up the same way. That's interesting. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I do like all the design work in the Enterprise. Some of it looks kind of cheap at times. Yeah, it does like, feel kind of cheap. The bridge looks pretty cool. I like all the monitors and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you you just have, like, TV monitors behind, like, that plexiglass. Mm-hmm. But I get the idea of it yeah. is that it's just on the plexiglass. Yeah. I think that's what they were going for, not behind it necessarily. So that ties into what's been done since. Yeah. I could suspend my disbelief. Yeah. My my thing though is like the when they're in uh what do they call it on the show? The transport tubes. The the elevators? Yeah. Are they just elevators on Star Trek? I think they're like turbo lifts or... Turbo lifts. Yeah, there you go. Which I think that's what it is in Star Wars, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so when they're in that, how they have, like, just a computer monitor turned sideways, Uh 
<laughs> just like this is a light like why not cover that up i don't get it and one thing i always liked about star trek is like they have those lights and everything mm -hmm. and that's indicating the thing moving but like let's say they're going from like the shuttle bay to the bridge well that's not a straight path yeah so those lights will actually change direction and they'll line it up where they would actually be traveling through the enterprise great attention to detail they don't do it in this movie <laughs> plus like that the doors for that thing are like when they open up to the bridge it's like wide enough for like one person to walk through it's like a door to your house yeah but i like it better like on like i think even on the old show it was just wider it was just a bigger door yeah which made sense you'd have multiple people walking through one of these doors i guess anyway so the trio get captured and whatever and they get they get put in this room with like a big pirate ship steering wheel Oh, I think it's like, I don't think that's the I don't think captain's it, quarters, but it's something similar, like yeah, an observation deck. Something like that. Um, and here, Cybok, oh, Cybok is Spock's half-brother, um, which is stupid. Yeah, actually, that, that was the idea of one of the uh, producers, because he was just supposed to be a whatnot guy. Yeah. And the producer's like, well, it's going to have a greater impact if if it's Spock's brother and William Shatner didn't want to do it. So I think that's definitely studio interference or producer interference. Anyway, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's not necessary. No, it isn't necessary. So Cybok, um, reveals or not reveals, but like he was like his power where he can like look into someone's mind. It's kind of like a mind meld in a way. Yeah. He almost has like super mind meld where he can just kind of, do it without making physical contact. I enjoyed it. It's cool. It is cool. And I liked when he oh, he makes them like live through like one of their traumas and everything and tries to erase it from their brain. Um I especially I, I think it was it was really well shot and like direct and everything when he does it to the trio. Or he doesn't do it to Kirk, when he does it to Spock and Bones. Like I liked when he did it to Bones, the camera would pan over and it was just the it's like they built it onto the set. It was like his dad dying. I love that stuff with his dad dying and whether or not he should kill him, put him out of his pain, and he kills him. But then the cure is found, like, not that long after, you know? And yeah. Bones had all this guilt and everything. I really liked all that stuff. Well, and DeForest Kelly really sells this part, too. Yeah, yeah, he Because really does. I'm not well-versed with his career outside of Star Trek, if I've ever seen him in anything else. But he really nails it, or he really just threw himself into that part. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, that part, I think that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. It was and, just shot really well and acted really well. And even afterwards, with the contemplation of having to side with Cybok, mm -hmm. he's kind of on board with it. Yeah, and then he does it to Spock, and Spock, he makes him like relive like his birth or whatever. Um, but I really like Spock's reaction. He's like, I'm a different guy now. This doesn't affect me. He's yeah. like, you may have known me, but I'm a different man now. Like, I'm part of Starfleet. That has no effect on me. I really enjoyed that. And then he was going to do it to Kirk, and Kirk refused. And he had this really, actually well-written speech about, like, how we need the, that, like, painful experience in our lives because that makes us who we are. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, then he gets Spock to, or, yeah, Kirk and Spock get Bones to, you know, side with them. This is when Cybok reveals that they're going to travel into the mall. To go t to find God. They're going to go find God. And this is like, what, probably three quarters of the way into the movie? Yeah. By the time you find out what his motivations are. Yeah. And that's another beef I have. Like, we find that out now. 
I mean, I get like you kind of want to keep it a mystery, mm-hmm. but the whole time I I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, "What is going on? And why is this even happening?" Yeah, like, you 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 have to understand his motivations because even once you find that out, you're like, "Oh, okay, that's what he wants." Mm-hmm. All right, I'll carry on with the story then. Yeah, but yeah, interestingly enough, too, Spock and Bones were originally supposed to side with Cybok. And the actors just said, we're not doing that. Because they're like, there's no way they would betray Kirk. That's at cool. At this point in their friendship. Yeah, I like that. So anyway, this is the weird part too. Cybok is just like, come up to the bridge. Like, you can just be captain now. Like, they go through the mall somehow. Never explain that. Oh, yeah, because apparently nobody ever went there because it's so dangerous and everything. Yeah, no probes have ever come back or anything. Yeah, so I, 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 it's got to be a budget thing. This movie must have had a reduced budget because I know a lot of the effects for the Enterprise and stuff were taken from at least the previous two movies. <laughs> so it's like they're recycling a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. already because you can even see like them repeating certain effect shots in this movie. Oh man, really? Like you, you would expect this to be. Almost like the Kessel Run in Solo. Yeah. Where it's like, it's crazy, it's dangerous, and it doesn't even need to be that long. No. But they literally just kind of float in. Or, like, have it play into the fact that the god, like, let them through. I mean, possibly. Yeah, like... They get to the maw, and then it, like, opens up for them or something You could even be like, oh, Cybok is like, oh, I've got the... I know the route. Yeah. Because he's got that vision. Yeah. Yeah, like the the stupid Wayfinder thing in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, which one? Listen to our Rise of Skywalker review. You want to hear us complain about an awful movie for a long time? <laughs> it's the one from the glove box of the TIE Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it feels like there needed to be some some kind of danger. Because at first they're like, oh, our instruments are kind of crazy. And that's it. Otherwise they're fine. And make it's revealed them, later. Make everything be like super crazy. Raise some tensions. Yeah, and like the the Klingon bird of prey makes it through. No problem. They didn't have any visions or anything. How did they get through? Doesn't make any sense. But anyway, so Kirk, Cybok, Bones, they all go down to this planet, just landing willingly. Oh yeah, that's right. They lose control of their ship, and it just guides itself down. It's like a weird purple planet. It looks like Nimbus Three, but purple. Oh yeah, but on the outside, it's like a glue blue. Glowy sphere, yeah, looked, sun-looky thing. It looked interesting from the outside. On the planet, it's just purple and boring. And I'm fine with them just going to a planet that's just like rock because that's very Star Trek. Yeah. Well, and like also it's kind of weird because they they just find it. They get through the maw and it's just right there. They don't have to travel <laughs> anywhere. It's just not right on the edge of the maw. Anyway, so they're walking around and Cybok is like, oh, I've traveled all this way. Come to me. Uh, cosmic being, whatever. All these weird pillars come out of the ground and like they're like enclosed. Everything gets all dark. This weird blue light starts glowing and it's like, I have had many faces. And it's like a bunch of different faces of different gods. They should have shown alien gods. That would have been cool, you know? I think it was just going off who was there. Yeah, I guess so. But like, I don't know, weird Ferengi god appears. I guess Ferengi didn't exist, but you get my point. <laughs> and then he picks the face of like a Christian version of god old white guy big beard um and then they they have a little chat with god and god wants a starship he wants a starship 
I do love I do love Kirk in this part though. Dude, Kirk is great in this part because Cybok is like, oh, d-, you know, he's all like crazy and culty. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, and, we've got a starship. Yeah, and then Spock's like, wait, 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 wait. He's even. He's just like, wait a second, wait, hold on. What does God need with a starship? Like, I I really like that. How it's just kind of sassy he was. Uh huh. It really plays into. Because the story is very reminiscent of, like, a whole ton of different Star Trek stories. Mm-hmm. Of, like, here, you mean some crazy thing. And it's like, oh, it's a god or whatever. Yeah. And, oh, but you're an alien. Spoilers. It's an alien in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that Kirk just has that swagger to him of, like, you know, I've seen a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And there's plenty of glowy globs of whatever that yeah. think they're gods. Yeah. Then he like you you doubt my power and he shoots really bad lasers out of his eyes, <laughs> blasts him, which doesn't kill anyone. <laughs> no, just him on his everyone butt. gets hit by it. And then, then their uniforms are just smoky. Yeah, but I I do like the idea that God hates everything, <laughs> and he's like locked away. Oh, this has been explained in novels. Oh really? Yes. Oh boy. I didn't read them. I just kind of read up on it. Yeah. And I thought it would be interesting to discuss and oh. expose to you now. Okay. So, you know, like Q and the, what are they called? I don't know what they're called, but I know Q. Yeah. So the Q in general. Yeah. Somebody is yelling at, at me right now. Yeah. Don't write in. Please do. CorruptedYouthPod at gmail.com. <laughs> anyway, that was some type of being that was trying to, it was causing all sorts of trouble. And the Q were like, fudge you, we're locking you away in the center of this galaxy. That's your prison. Which would make sense because clearly whatever this thing is, it's trapped there. But here's the kicker. Oh boy. <laughs> Through this event, there's like some, ty- some type of like explosion and this asteroid or hunk of rock gets hurtled through a rift in time and space. <laughs> It is that is the meteor oh my God. that kills the dinosaurs. <laughs> this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Somehow more entertaining than this movie. <laughs> so why? 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 Because that's how bad <laughs> stories are written involving an established entity what does that prove what does that add is that canon i highly doubt it i canon. highly doubt any of that's canon if it is who cares cares i don't care what killed the dinosaurs this is a big rock i don't care <laughs> so yeah they're having troubles with the transporter on the enterprise so they can only beam up everybody but kirk and then kirk has to Kirk has to 1v1 God. <laughs> well, I get... Oh, I forgot the part. Cybok, like, like looks into him and he's like, every man has a problem. I did actually like that part. I thought he was going to, like, figure out what was wrong with God, you know? He does He does stop him for a bit. Yeah. I think it was working. And then he just jumps, just enough. jumps into God. Like, at the, like he's the end of trial or something. <laughs> yeah, and then the Enterprise shoots a torpedo at God. Um... Blow up God. Anyway, it's like, yeah, Kirk, like, 1v1's God. Um, And then, right as all hope's lost, and Kirk's alone, you know, gonna die, like he said, uh, the Bird of Prey shows up, and, yeah, they're saved. Everyone, they, just they join forces, aboard. and they beam him aboard. 
and they get out of there. Then everyone clinks some drinks together, the Klingons are just friendly, and and then Kirk Bones and Spot go back to camping. That's the movie. <laughs> we didn't talk about the Klingons at all. I actually like the Klingons in this one. Yeah, the Klingons are always interesting. I like their ship. Their ships always look cool. Yeah. Dirty and gross. Very Star Wars in a way. Yeah, and the Klingons in this, they do a really good job. Like you can tell it's like a younger captain or whatever. Yeah, he just wants to kill Kirk. He's got something to prove because yeah. he's like, yeah, I can kill Kirk. Yeah. And they don't really do much with them. I mean, it's cool that they're there because I'm like, oh, hey, look at that. Yeah. And it ends up that the Klingon diplomat is the reason why Kirk gets saved because they use him to convince those guys, even though like he wasn't taken seriously, even though he was like used to be a big deal. Yeah, I did like that. That's the movie. Yeah, that's it. There's really not much to not much, discuss about it. Not much happens, yeah. Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, even though he was an executive producer, did not like this one. That's not surprising at all. He didn't like it, especially because um, he wanted to do, when Star Trek started getting rerun in like the 70s or whatever, and it, it was still popular, but it was gaining more popularity. He was working on making a new show involving like the same characters and everything, just like, where are they now? Let's, yeah. let's make a new show, which ended up becoming like the motion picture eventually. But his original idea on the show is that something to the effect that they would end up going on a mission and the enterprise, like they would find God, but they would kill God. <laughs> and that sounds cool. <laughs> it seems like a very like, hey, let's get the religion out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing too. Like I don't, I don't know. When I think of Star Trek, I don't really think of religion. It's pure science. The other races deal with their religion, mm-hmm. and usually just is a problem. Yeah. And then whatever crew just goes like, "Yeah, you guys are messed up. Like you should really do things our way because we're pretty awesome. Because humans are the best. Starfleet's the best." Yeah, in general, Starfleet. Yeah, I shouldn't say just humans, but Starfleet just in general. Although it's really been kind of. Yeah, I don't want to get they're communists. They're darn commies. I don't know, though. Everyone seems pretty happy, and everyone's really smart. You know, and you still have scuzzy parts of the galaxy. Sure, yeah. Which is cool. I like seeing the scuzzy stuff on occasion. Yeah. But for the most part, I would love to just wake up tomorrow, and it's Star Trek uh-huh. happening in the world. Yeah. I want to join Starfleet Academy. I don't know. I think it'd be awesome. You know, in general, I really like... Star Trek, but I don't like this movie. No, this movie is not very good. And I haven't seen, I've seen The Wrath of Khan, I've seen Nemesis, some of First Contact, and then Generations. So I haven't seen most Star Trek movies. I need to watch more of them. I just kind of took it for granted that you did. I like Star Trek, and I know that the motion picture is a slow burn, but I like those types of movies, and I need to rewatch Star Trek too because i haven't seen that one in a really long time that one's so much fun well how's star trek 3 um not a lot happens in that one either but it's a lot more interesting than, than this one i don't like the, i know what happens because they they shoot spock off into space and he lands on a planet that they give life yeah from the second movie yeah that's all i know of that this movie um it's not good 
<laughs> Do you have a favorite scene? Favorite scene, definitely the part where Cybok is looking into um, Dr. McCoy and Spock. That whole part, well acted, well written, well shot. My favorite scene is anytime when everybody's on the planet to meet God and everybody's on the Enterprise watching. <laughs> How is that happening? Like one of them would get shot by a laser and would cut back and they're like, ooh. Oh no! How do you know? And they go like that because it's completely ridiculous. It's so dumb. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite scene. I just picked that to <laughs> make fun of that part. Given our system of rating that we're trying to incorporate. Yeah. We basically say the word movie, and depending on how we say movie, that describes how we feel about the film yeah. we just watched. Based off an idea we chuckled about when we watched the Garbage Pail Kids trailer. Yeah. Because it was like, Garbage Pail Kids the movie <laughs> so that's what we base it on it was a long time ago <laughs> so if you were to say movie to let the dongles know how you feel about this star trek the final frontier the movie <laughs> i'm gonna say movie <laughs> that's pretty good would you recommend this no i would not recommend this i would recommend watching literally any episode of some Star Trek show. You could just throw a rock at one. You're probably going to hit one that's better than this movie, and it's going to be shorter. And it's going to be about the Wild West. They get <laughs> stuck in the Wild West. It's a Wild West planet. Anything else you'd like to add? Bones is cool. That's about Always. it. Uh, I mean, your three mains. Yeah. Actually, all the main I wish crew. there was more of the crew in it. Like, Sulu does nothing. Okay, I said all I had to say about this. Yeah. Gross Not movie. much more. If we've disappointed you, Dongles, maybe we can come up with something even worse for next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next time's probably going to be Dongle Talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll throw up... I'll throw up a poll in the Dongle Den. So in case you're listening to this and you're like, what's well, a Dongle Den? It's our private Facebook group. Just ask to join. Odds are probably going to get in. It's not like I, there's not harsh requirements to get in or anything. It's just private to just kind of keep everything in the group. You don't need anybody like interfering. Nothing weird happens there other than fun memes. And maybe you can learn about some other podcast episodes because some of our podcast friends are posting their latest episodes in there, which that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's a variety of things to listen to. Expand instead of listening to us constantly there's more than us guys yeah there is but if you also want to look cool you can go buy something from t public that link is also in the notes you can contact us if you've got something to say something you'd like to share and you're not in the group that's fine you can always email at us corrupted youth pod at, at gmail.com gmail <laughs> <laughs> so yeah special thanks to all our listeners you the dongles and our fellow podcasters Thank you for your support, and hang in there, doggles. Bye. Corrupted you. Corrupted you. Corrupted you. Oh, Rob, dead you! It's a Wild West planet. <laughs>